My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Friday the 24th of November. I'm Zara. I'm Sam. If you're worried about our climate future, you certainly aren't alone. In a recent TDA poll, 91% of respondents said that they were experiencing climate anxiety and close to 90% said that this made them worried about having kids. In today's deep dive, I'm going to be joined by TDA journalist Chloe Christie, who's going to share what she's learned about how to manage climate anxiety and also what to be hopeful about. Before we get there, though, Sam, what is making headlines? At least 10 homes have been destroyed in bushfires in Perth's north, as bushfire warnings are still active. There is a total fire ban across the area, as temperatures have reached up to 40 degrees. A vehicle explosion at the border of the US and Canada has led to the brief closure of a number of border crossings ahead of Thanksgiving. The explosion occurred at Rainbow Bridge after a car was seen speeding towards the border checkpoint and crashed into some booths, killing two people. New York's state governor confirmed there is no connection to any terrorism. The Associated Press reported the two people in the vehicle were husband and wife. American actor and comedian Jamie Foxx is being sued for allegedly sexually assaulting a woman in 2015 in New York. The plaintiff said that Foxx used force and, quote, seemed intoxicated. The woman is also suing the venue's company, claiming that security guards at the venue saw the incident but did not interfere. And some Friday good news. Doris and Carl, both aged 96, have become America's oldest newlyweds. The couple met at a senior living community in Kansas and fell in love from there. They were both widowers, and we think this is a great Friday news story. Never too late, Zara. Never too late. I'm so excited today to be joined by our incredible, incredible journalist, Chloe Christie. You might have seen her on our TikTok. She leads our TikTok and has grown that from the ground up. But today she's joining us in a different medium on podcast. So welcome. Hi, Zara. Thanks for having me here. I'm really keen to get into this chat with you, Chloe, because I know that while I was away, you started researching this story about climate anxiety. I did. I was really interested. There was a study that came out that Mm -hmm. talked more broadly about climate change, but more specifically, how does it impact our reproductive decision making? Mm. That is just a very technical way of saying whether or not we want to have kids. And What the study found was that more and more people are in fact choosing not to have kids because of what they're calling climate-related anxiety, which is the stress, guilt, dread about the climate crisis. And so the study mentioned research, which I found interesting, that 40% of young people, they talked to 16 to 25-year-olds. So that's you, that's not me. Not, not you. <laughs> not me. I feel very old all of a sudden. Of course. Um, who were reluctant to have kids due to their climate concerns. Like 40%, that's huge. Mm. Was that surprising to you? I I was surprised. Honestly, I, mm. I know that climate change is something a lot of people really care about. Did I think we're at the stage where people are basing their reproductive decisions mm. based on climate change? Do I want to have kids because the climate's dying? Mm. I didn't think so. What okay. about you? Do you? I mean, I think that I'm a couple of years older than you and I think that... Um, a lot of people 
you know, that I'm friends with who might be a bit older or around my age are starting to have these conversations as they're starting to think about whether they want to start families. And this is certainly one of those things that has come up. But I hadn't seen much research about it before. So I think it was interesting to see numbers actually on the page about how people are feeling about this. And the numbers you mentioned before are from a global study. Do you think that it's the same here in Australia? Well, I didn't know. So I mm. thought if only we had half a million young people to, to go talk and to. ask. <laughs> so we polled our audience and we got 1,500 people respond, mm-hmm. keeping in mind TDA has a predominantly young audience, so mm-hmm. it's not representative of all of Australia, but you know what I mean. And almost 90% said they have concerns about raising children in a climate crisis. Wow. And then close to 67% said that they would consider not having kids at all due to climate change. It's an incredible number. Yeah. Okay, so there's this sentiment that people are worried about having kids because of the climate crisis. I know that you also reached out to an expert to understand then the psychological impacts of climate anxiety, right? Mm. I reached out to an expert because I wanted to know why young people feel like this. Is this a rational thought that people Mm. have? And like, what do you do with those feelings? Mm. So I reached out to Nicola Palfrey. She's the National Clinical Advisor at Headspace. When you think about uh, the last 20 years or so and what we've seen and experienced in terms of conversations around climate change and temperature rises and then experienced in terms of natural disasters coming in quick succession, years of drought followed by fires and floods fires and again La Niña's, El Niño's. For young people they can see it unfolding in front of their eyes. It's not a distant future thing. They're living it here and now so they're quite rightly concerned I think. And what we've been focusing on this week in particular at The Daily Oz is that there's a growing number of people who think the planet's dying. Why would I want to bring kids into a dying world? What do you say to them? I think that's not a new experience, I suppose. There's often been concern about the world being a good enough place to live in, and that may be for different reasons, whether it be a fear about war or cost of living or climate. I think what we can say about that is is recognise and validate it. It's a real concern and, and a justifiable concern not to be dismissive of it. And so that is a rational thought then that people don't want to have kids? I think so. I mean, I think it's a considered thought, you know. It's a it's a considered and, and, and logical response to if you're looking around you and worried about a whole lot of things, not just climate anxiety, but cost of living constraints, Um generally the the what's going on in the world at the moment with a lot of distress and 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 conflict so I don't think it's irrational we love to tell young people they're being irrational except when we're young ourselves so I don't think it's a helpful um, response to say it's irrational I think it's um, a rational response to legitimate concerns. And so you say that eco-anxiety is a legitimate concern do you think it's being taken seriously enough? Uh, Well, young people tell us they certainly don't think it's being taken seriously enough and they don't feel taken seriously when they raise it, which is a really important thing to note, I think, which is if young people are concerned and they are legitimately concerned and they raise those concerns, they don't feel listened to, they don't feel um, taken seriously and that's what can add to distress and senses of hopelessness and helplessness, which are really not great for our mental health. So we need to do better as the adults and politicians and leaders in communities to listen to the concerns of young people, um, to take them seriously, and also listen to what solutions they have, because 
that's what historically has happened is young people come up with great ideas about what needs to happen, whether it be great big ideas and inventions or grassroots efforts. Innovation tends to come from those who are younger. So what then can people do with their climate emotions? I think first of all to acknowledge them is important and to to share them, to discuss or talk about with others how you may be feeling. If it's feeling overwhelming and really getting to, it's really important to get help and support. That might be through reaching out to family supports or friends, like-minded people in the community or professional help if it really is feeling like it's starting to get on top of you or you're consumed by worry. That's a really um, good sign that you might benefit from having a a conversation with someone either online or, or going to see someone in person. But the other thing I think to do is to act and to think about how we can act. We all do better when we feel like we have our hands on the steering wheel a little bit of our lives and our futures. So thinking about connecting with local groups in whatever way it may be, it may be advocating, it may be getting placards out there and and marching, or it might be setting up a local community garden to try and reduce waste and and produce your own food, but or connecting online with other like-minded souls, senses of purpose and connection can be really helpful, protective factor in terms of our wellbeing. Nicola, thank you so much for your time. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Chloe, thank you so much for jumping on the pod today. I know that this is a different terrain to what you are used to, but you're an absolute natural and we look forward to welcoming you back very often. Oh, thanks. Go on our TikTok. Oh, yeah. Give it a plug. What's the handle? Is that what you call it on TikTok? Yeah. A you're not that old. No, but is it a handle? Yeah, at the Daily Odds. Okay. And what can people expect to find there? Oh, just... You? Yeah, me. Why, why is it different, say, from the podcast? I've started doing this thing where I walk the audience through what it's like to pitch a story, mm. write about it, make it produce it Mm. all of it and I think it's interesting so do I and I mean I'm pretty sure you're making a video about the making of this exact podcast I am so like it's a bit meta and layered so meta but listen to this then go to our TikTok and then watch how this was made excellent we love a meta ask so (laughs) Chloe thanks for coming on the pod today thanks for having me 